Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Hello out there in beautiful Electric Liberty Land, everybody. This is uh, episode 258. Not that everybody goes to the website afterwards, but if you want to, if you want to go to the website, it's Lions of Liberty slash episodes slash ELL258, where you find the show notes. You'll find links to the sponsors, links to uh, our Patreon, links to where you can get beautiful Lions of Liberty gear, like the hoodie I'm wearing right now. Hmm, look at that. Fine craftsmanship. Nice, light hoodie, even though it's cold in Los Angeles today. Los Angeles, where I am now alone. Me and Angela McArdle. That's it. Matthew Butts. He's here, too. <laughs> Dave Rubin's peaced out. He's leaving like Thursday. He just uh, announced on his show. And right after I was on uh, I was on with Kibby, which I think that show's going to air on the 29th on Kibby on Liberty, talking about how it's just a few of us left and now one less. But what can you do, guys? But it is rainy today. I'm recording this on a Tuesday, as I do, as is my way. And it's a rainy day in Los Angeles. The wind is howling. Are they winds of change? Maybe so. Of course, I got to say my traditional joke, which is that when it rains in Los Angeles, it's covered in couches. The roads are covered in couches because it's the perfect time for all the producers that run the industries, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, to wash off their casting couches. Get all that spooge off of those couches. Get ready for a nice new year coming in 2022 of brand new vixens coming in who are willing to exchange their services for a shot at fame and glory. Yep, just because Weinstein's gone doesn't mean that that has changed, folks. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land. And I am, of course, your wonderful host, Brian McWilliams, here to talk to you about many, many things. But first, before I get into any of those things, I got to tell you about our wonderful sponsor, I Trust Capital. Of course, I have told you many times now, you need to be getting your reserves, you need to be getting your savings, your retirement into crypto, into an IRA, into a Roth IRA. I Trust Capital provides you with the best way to do that. And not only that, but they're going to give you $100 free in Bitcoin when you set up your account. They've gotten rid of their monthly fee system. You go in, you get your account started with I Trust Capital. You can go and port over your existing IRA. You can port over your existing Roth IRA, or you can create a new one, and they will give you... $100 Bitcoin right in your hand. Well, your virtual hand. You know how it works. In your, your virtual wallet, in your in your uh, your iTrust Capital account, which is, by the way, backed up by not one, but two different insurers that are specifically related to the Bitcoin industry. So you're not going to lose that funding. Plus, they have over 1,500 reviews on Trustpilot. So guys, this is the way to go. Get your money into crypto. Get your money away in the IRAs where you can protect it from the government, protect it from the sticky fingers that want to take the taxes out of it and save for your future. Not only that, but they also allow you to trade in real time. If you want to just trade currencies, you can trade cryptos. You can trade in hard currencies and put those away. So get on there, guys. They just added more cryptos, over 25 different coins in there. Again, itrust.capital forward slash lions itrust.capital forward slash lions. Go get you some, get that good loving on there. Now, funny thing to start the show with, but you know, I'm lying in bed because I tend to not sleep well, right? I, I'm one of those guys where I wake up, I tend to toss and turn, you know, I'm an old active man, got these beautiful guns, but you know, going to the gym makes you sore and I toss and turn and just being an old creaky dude. Now I, uh, I sleep like shit. So I tend to think about things in bed when I can't sleep. And one of the things I was just thinking about, as 
Los Angeles, as California, has another indoor mask mandate statewide. Now, in L.A., we have had the mask mandate because our city council is full of Nazi idiots. We've had that in place for quite some time. It's for the last four months, at least. This is despite the fact that we know that Omicron doesn't really impact people. It has the most mild symptoms. We also know that 80% of the people that have gotten Omicron are vaccinated. And many of them have been boosted. So... What are we doing here? Doesn't seem that any science plays a part. Doesn't seem that anything's really come into play here. But I'm looking at these authoritarian measures. I'm looking at the draconian things in which have taken place during COVID. And I was thinking to myself, I should just start the Nazi party of Los Angeles, right? Not because I want to oppress minorities, not because I want to go ahead and welcome in the Third Reich, but because I think it will be an epic troll. And here's what I have in mind. Tell me if you think that this will work and you think that I can get away with it without Twitter just immediately banning me, and I, which I'm a little worried about because if they ban my one account, will that ban all my other Twitter logins? Probably. And I've got like four across various podcasts, including the Boring Podcast, B-O-H-R-I-N-G, which Odie and I told you to listen to. And if you're not listening to it, again, punch yourself right in the face because you're an idiot. But I don't want to lose access to all of my different Twitter feeds. So I'm not doing it yet, but I'm trying to think of ways like, how can I do this? All right, should I, I can create a new email, but I think maybe I have to use phone anyway. Point being, you know, I'll create a Twitter feed for the Los Angeles Nazi Party or maybe the Nazi Party of California. And the sole purpose of this account will be to retweet, not even retweet, to cut and paste the exact content that's being put out there by the authoritarians and the medical fascists at the Los Angeles City Council or the handed down edicts of Gavin Newsom. Don't change a word. That's the point. I don't have to change a thing. I'll just take them verbatim. I'll take their own press releases verbatim and I'll just repost them on the feed under the Los Angeles slash California Nazi party to make it abundantly clear that these things are virtually interchangeable right now. That you can, in fact, simply take what they're doing, the authoritarian measures they're putting into place, the lockdowns, the different ways in which they're trying to go after parents, the way they're trying to go after uh, your ability to run a business, your ability to have free speech. Let's just go ahead and call, call a spade a spade, right? Just retweet them. And I doubt you'll be able to tell the difference between what would happen and be put out by this Nazi party and what has been put out by the authoritarians in charge of California. I think I'd be a fun troll. What do you guys think? Tweet at me, at Brian McWilliams, or you can just tweet back at, uh, at Lions of Liberty. It'd be fun. Fun times for everybody. Now, as you might have guessed, this is going to be a little bit of a COVID-heavy episode uh, because, said the CDC, the CDC, right, which everybody is kowtowed to, they, in their own data, have put out, and this is from uh, Indian, an Indianapolis uh, report I'm reading from. I wanted to make sure I found a report, and I, I don't feel like putting this in show notes. I guess I will. But... I found a report from a news station. I didn't want to have something taken directly from Zero Hedge or whatnot. This is from the CDC's own reports. 80% of the Omicron cases found in the fully vaccinated, a third of them have received a booster dose of symptoms or a booster dose, but the symptoms are mild in both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And this is uh, as reported by Reuters. So it's amazing to see that we have people still pushing vaccine mandates. We're raising to see people like Bill de Blasio mandating that private companies in New York City go out of their way to make sure that all of their employees are vaccinated when we know it simply doesn't work. It doesn't work. And by the time it does work, right? Let's say we get a vaccine out there 
And vaccines right now, except maybe the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is specifically designed to boost your own natural response, which we found through multiple studies, including another one out of Israel, showing that natural immunity is stronger, is better, your natural body responses, rather than these vaccines, right? So we have now people that are getting this, this variant. If they develop a vaccine, Right, because the current vari- the current vaccine variant uh, or the current target variant is a one and done for this vaccine. Right, we have seen through Delta and now through Omicron, the effectiveness of the vaccine goes down and down and down. You have Pfizer and Moderna and all these other people talking about how oh we'll be able to develop a new vaccine. Great, right? So in three months from now, they'll have a new vaccine out. Now, guys, look at your watches, mark your calendars. What was about the cycle when Delta was all the rage? That was about 100 days ago, I guess, right? And now there's a new variant that's coming out here because that's the way viruses work. They mutate, they get weaker, they get spread more easily. That's exactly what we're seeing here. But yet, you have Fauci out here saying, well, we might need to get Omicron boosters, right? And by might need to get, he means force. Because everything in society now has been coercive insofar as trying to make your employers, which, by the way, suck that dick, Biden, getting knocked down left and right, even though thousands, if not millions of people have been put out of work, have had their lives ruined, have had their careers destroyed or put off track, have to figure out how they're going to make ends meet at a time when inflation is something like, well, depending on what metrics you want to use between seven and 13%, right? So you have all these people that have been put out of their jobs because they wanted to get everybody vaxxed up for something that doesn't work. It simply doesn't work. And now we have the CDC's own data to prove our point. 80% of people that are getting this are vaccinated. And by the time they roll out another variant uh, vaccine, you know, for whatever they want to name it, because they're just skipping around now, Omicron, uh, I don't know, uh, Thetacon, Decepticon, (laughs) whatever they want to call the next one. By the time they get it out, there's just going to be another variant out. And then they'll say, oh, don't worry, another 100 days, 100 days and we'll get another variant for you. Don't worry, we got boosters on boosters on boosters. This is what I'm saying. This is what they want to establish. This is what John Odermatt and I were talking about last show on the biomedical state and how they're putting this into play. This is a never-ending cycle unless we simply say, no, fuck off, we're not going to accept this anymore, as people have been starting to do in other nations. Austria just recently had to roll back some of their lockdowns because people were saying, no, they're going to the streets. I mean, this is after they threatened to lock people in their houses to put them in jail for a year if they didn't get vaccinated, and the people said, no. Austria, which I was just in, of course, for the Austrian Economics Conference. But now we're saying that Again, Fauci, Fauci, God King Fauci says, even for the vaccinated, you might need to get boosted for Omicron. By the time he does it, it's going to be no point to it. And also you have to question whether or not the boosters are getting people sicker than just if they were left alone. I know people personally that have gotten boosted that got sick immediately. We have to wonder, and I did my uh, my good morning fuckhead rant today about this topic. So I'll keep it brief because I want you to go behind the paywall, patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Get on in there if you're uh, end of year treats. I know you guys, I know you want to save your monies at the end of the year for Christmas spending, but uh, spend a little, little on your buddy Ryan here doing the hard work out here. I'm, I'm hoeing the fields. Hoeing the street corners, ho ho hoeing everywhere I can, spreading my cheeks for whoever wants a shot. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought with all this ho talk. Damn, I, I I unseated my own brain you know, before the uh, the plant could could sprout and take root. Anyway, point being, um, you know, you're you're seeing that this this stuff is just getting replaced in there. It it doesn't make any sense, and. 
the more these people double down on it, triple down on it, quadruple down on it for this biomedical state to put this into fashion, the more blatantly obvious it is that this is a sham, that they're trying to keep this in place to keep the fear real, to keep the money flowing, to keep the lobbyists happy, to keep the authority in the hands of the government. And this has allowed them to do so much in the way of censorship, in the way of what is curated as real versus unreal, right? Because if you heard uh, even on uh, Mark's show with uh, with Corbett on uh, on Monday, these things give the government so much power and so much influence over our lives. And you have people now that are so absolutely brainwashed by this. You know, the sheep holes, as they call them, the assholes who are also sheep, the sheep holes out there, they will fight you tooth and nail if you try to f- convince them of facts, of, of simple logic, of observable logic even. Where you tell them, we have locked down our society, we've shut things down, and we've destroyed people's lives. And you can look around outside and you can see that we are not in the middle of a zombie plague. We're not in the middle of some sort of, uh, of rising of, uh, of you know people just keeling over in the streets or people dying in their cars and crashing into nuns and school buses and setting them ablaze. None of this is happening. We're simply watching an authoritarian regime try to solidify its power. Now, the question is, why are these things happening now? You know, you look what's happening with China, with Xi Jinping, and you see how he is cracking down on everything from gaming to, which, by the way, gaming, not only is it he's saying it's because the kids are lazy, don't want to work. Maybe he's right in that regard. But gaming also provides a conversation outlet, a way in which people can interact with each other outside of the state's purview. They can share information. They can share content. They can share links. They can discuss things openly. Those channels were probably not monitored explicitly by the government because they go through different channels. Think about this. They go through Blizzard's channel. They go through, I don't know, whatever. You know, I don't even know what game people are playing. Uh, Overwatch's channels, right? They go through the Xbox channels. They go through whatever chat that is is being sponsored there, PlayStation 5's specific game channel, Bungie's channel. These are outside of the purview of government. They can't monitor what people are saying. They can't monitor what information is being shared back and forth. This is why the crackdown happened in China. At least this is my theory. Because China is about information control. It's about propaganda control, just like it is the United States. Now, they know they can't get away with that shit here. It simply won't fly. But at the same time, they're exercising their muscles in other ways to try to control content, control the narrative. They're trying to attack alternative media sources, which is, again, a topic I get into on uh, Kid Beyond Liberty on uh, the 29th of that airs. They're trying to control alternative media sources by demonizing them, by censoring them on Facebook. And this is not only Facebook, but of course, Twitter and all these other, other you know, social media sharing websites. But what's interesting, and I'm going to bring up this, uh, this story real quick. Facebook recently admitted in a court filing that their quote unquote fact checkers are simply opinions. This is what uh, Anthony Watts of What's Up With That, uh, which is a blo- yeah, pretty entertaining blob, blob, Bob, blah, blahs, blah, blog. Um, okay. So he explains opinions are not subject to defamation claims while false assertions, in fact, can be subject to defamation. The quote in Facebook's complaint is, let me enlarge this, enhance. The labels themselves are neither false nor defamatory. To the contrary, they constitute protected opinion, right? Because this is a suit against Facebook saying you cannot censor our content. We can label it as false, as unfactual. When we have been sharing stats, we've been sharing actual medical opinions, we've been sharing you know, objectively 
true statements that Facebook is now saying are false. Because again, this is a way to control the narrative. This is why Facebook's in bed with the government. This is why Joe Biden chose not to put into a official law, official bill, official anything that can be fought in courtrooms when he's talking about going after extremism, but instead said, I'm going to partner with social media companies. This is why, because he knows that they can get out the ship. So in regards to the censorship, so they said, beyond this threshold, Section 230 problem, the complaint also fails to state a claim for defamation. For one, Stossel, oh, this is filed by John Stossel, by the way. Stossel fails to plead facts establishing that Meta acted with actual malice. They're using their new stupid, stupid name, Meta, which as a public figure, he must. For another, Stossel's claims focus on, and this is highlighted, fact check articles written by Climate Feedback. Not the labels affixed through the Facebook platform. The labels themselves are neither false nor defamatory. To the contrary, they constitute protected opinion. So we see how Facebook has decided that they are able to basically have their cake and eat it too, right? They are censoring information by labeling it, labeling it as unfactual or as counterfactual as misinformation. But this is not due to any real fact checking. It is due to the opinions of a curated group of liberal slash progressive slash government kowtowing stooges that have been put into place by Facebook with the tacit agreement, I promise you, of the Obama administration. Sorry, the Biden administration. So it's becoming very transparent what's happening here. And the medical and biomedical state that have been putting into place here under this medical fascism is a perfect way to forward this, to establish it, to get into people's minds. Because what you need to do, right, is you have to have buy-in. None of this is possible without buy-in from the populace. The best way to get buy-in is to have this plague, to have this great fear, and you get people to buy-in on the certain things up front, right? Oh, well, well, we can't. COVID's clearly a real thing. You guys are saying it's not real. You're saying it's not spreading. Not, not, inc- not, not correct. Uh, misinformation. Strike it from the records. And you have the mainstream media backing up this you know state down man uh, narrative so anything that runs contrary to that the state decides is arbiters of truth tells facebook nope we are the arbiters of truth you have to eliminate that from the rules even though we've seen time and time again how correct the counter sources were that had been censored but because of the fear because you can get initial buy-in on some of the crazier theories right that's the way they get the buy-in Initially, they'll find the craziest theories out there and censor them and say, see, these are so obviously incorrect. Meanwhile, half of those just turned out to be true in in regards to COVID. These are clearly incorrect. So we have to censor them for the good of the population. And the population goes, oh, okay, well, that sounds sounds about right. I don't want to be lied to. I mean, my God, my life is at stake here. And then from there, things snowball. So moving on, let's see. Let's turn to another topic here. Um, there's some interesting things that are shaken out with, um, (laughs) hold on. I'm going to open this up. I should have talked to Michael Bolden about this with the way in which health departments are being stripped of their power. Right. And I like this tactic. Of course, if you're familiar with Michael Bolden, who is a great guy who can't hold his liquor, as uh, I think I famously told on probably behind the payroll, but we went out drinking one night, he and Stapleton and I, after our uh, podcast and (laughs) things got ugly, but The uh, Missouri Health Department has been stripped of its power after a court ruling, right? And basically, they were saying their hands have been tied by the state's attorney general in a recent court ruling. Now, this is said, and and again, they said they've announced all COVID-related work, uh, case investigations, contact tracing, quarantine orders, public announcements, and the current cases and deaths, all has been halted, right? 
Now, maybe you could say, well, I'd like to know that information about case numbers and deaths. I think case numbers don't matter. Deaths matter. So maybe that's a good stat to know. But at the same time, I could not be happier to see that a organization that has been so poisonous and virtually every single health department across this country, maybe the exemptions of a couple of places like, you know, in Florida and a couple other uh, states have been poisoned. They have been inaccurate. They have not followed any science whatsoever. They have been arbitrary and they have been downright punitive in how they have operated, going after people, shutting down businesses, finding the fuck out of people, confining people to their homes. Evil. Pure evil, especially when it extends to the way children are being forced to mask up, being forced to vaccinate, like here in California at five and up. I mean, this is pure fucking evil. But here's the court ruling, right? So, hold on, get this queued up here. All right. A letter sent to the health officials on December 7th from Attorney General Eric Schmidt informed them of a court ruling that stripped state health agencies of a variety of disease prevention powers. Now, this is, by the way, being reported by Ars Technica, which is left-leaning, just FYI. So when I read this, just know it's not my words. Um, You should stop enforcing and publicizing any such orders immediately, said the letter from the Attorney General. The ruling came from Judge Daniel Green of Cole County Circuit Court, who entered a judgment on November 22nd in the case of Shannon Robinson versus the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Robinson or co-plaintiffs challenged health agencies' power to issue restrictions to prevent the spread of disease, such as ordering quarantines, etc. And Attorney Schmidt offended the DHSS in the case and refused to appeal its outcome. Green ruled essentially it was unconstitutional for the state to delegate disease prevention powers to unelected health officials. How about that? Quote, the authority that the DHSS regulations purport to grant to an administrative official to implement control measures and create and enforce orders in open is open ended discretion, a catch all to permit naked lawmaking by bureaucrats throughout Missouri. And this is Number one, a beautiful thing to see, but also hopefully a blueprint for how people can attack this. These people are not elected, right? They have been given virtual you know, czar-like powers by governors, by you know state departments, whoever might be in charge of the health department in those states, well, I guess governors, right? So they've been given these czar-like powers, which they wield like a cudgel, like I said, punitively. And many of these people are, I mean, in Los Angeles, the person that's heading up our local health department has no background in medicine and epidemiology. She just was fucking put there by dipshit Garcetti, our mayor, and then told you, go run the health department. So she's unelected. She's appointed. She's inexperienced. And she has absolutely no business telling people how to live their lives and making decisions for one of the largest counties in the United States of America. So this is a beautiful thing. I blow kisses into the air. Now, one more thing I wanted to uh, to talk about, and then I'll move on from COVID, is that I told you about Austria. Now, Austria had been, has been slapped down. They still have some pretty bad COVID measures in place there, but nothing compared to the way in which they Germans, the Germans, are going after their kids, not only in trying to force them to get vaccinated, but in shaming them publicly in classrooms. Now, this is an article from uh, Gateway Pundit I'm reading from, but... It was, uh, let's see here, reported by GB News, which is a more conservative outlet in uh, in Great Britain. And I'm not going to play this video, but essentially what they're what they're telling children to do is every morning they're getting these kids to go up right in your homeroom, you know, in your homeroom class. They have them go up. They stand in front of the rest of their schoolmates. The teacher asks them, are you vaccinated or unvaccinated? Show me your papers. 
And the child goes, oh, yes, I am so vaccinated. And all the kids go, yay! And they clap. They clap like the little brainwashed peons they are, which is why it is so dangerous to establish this kind of control and this kind of acceptance of vaccines in a classroom and then cheer it on and not only cheer it on, but give people an ability to bully others, right? We're in an anti-bullying society. We said how evil it is, and I agree, especially with social media, especially with the loneliness that many children fear, especially with the lack of attention many kids get from their parents nowadays. So now they're actively encouraging bullying in the classroom of your vaccine status. Teacher-run bullying in German classrooms for small school children. Now, the vaccinated children, they get applauded. The unvaccinated children, well, I guess they get hisses and boos. Because if you don't have the papers, then you deserve the bullying. And I'm sure the teachers slipping kids, you know, five Deutsche marks, well, five euro now, to go out, punch them in the gut, kick them in the dick out in the playground, <laughs> pull on their badge lips, whatever it might be. Just, I mean, you know, this is what I'm saying. This is transparently evil. These are not good people. They might have, you know, their best intentions is what they'll tell you, but these people are uncategorically evil. Uh, or I'd say categorically evil, not uncategorically evil. That's stupid. They're categorically evil. They are, there's nothing more evil than trying to embarrass a child in front of their peers and trying to give them a complex to make them feel bad about themselves. I mean, if there's one thing you're supposed to do more than anything in education, right? We're not all going to be the smartest people. We're not all going to be the, the best looking. We're not only going to be the, the kings of the, uh, of the schoolyard. We're not going to be the quarterback. We're not going to be the valedictorian, right? But we don't feel bad about ourselves. We, don't, we can feel good in what we're trying to do. Even if you're not the smartest kid in the class, if you're trying hard, if you're doing your best, you can still have a good sense of value. And these German fuckers are taking away a child's sense of value because it's not even up to them, by the way, of course, it's up to the parents, but they're trying to shame them and make the child feel so bad about themselves that they go crying to mommy and daddy and beg to be vaccinated. If you can tell me something more evil than that, I'd love to hear it because that's pretty fucking bad. I mean, at least they're not molesting them, but well, maybe they are. I don't know how they're doing in German schools, but that's pretty fucking bad. Okay, let's move on. But before we do, I want to tell you guys, hey, and I mentioned our Patreon, it's time. Go get yourself a Lions of Liberty mug. A Merry Taxation is Death mug. You can get a discount on that. And depending on the level, you join out even a free one over at Lions of Liberty's Patreon. Or you can join us on Locals as well. We just have one tier on Locals. But you can join there. Five bucks. You get all of our bonus content. LionsofLiberty.Locals. And like I said, Patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. You've got Good Morning Fuckhead, my hilarious daily, very pertinent and uh, cutting edge rants that I do every morning for you guys. Bright and early my time to give you a little dose to start your day off. We've got Degenerate Gamblers where we're going through coming up at the end of the NFL season. We still have several weeks left of gambling and bitching and funny stories. I told a hilarious story about flying with my daughter and um, what she thought was a dog's tail on the plane. Spoiler, it was not. It was not a dog's tail, <laughs> but we got degenerate gambles. We have our conspiracy corner shows. Where we get into the real conspiracy theories that are out there right now. We've got uh, our bonus episodes, just, you know, shooting shit and talking crap with the other people and much, much more, but you got to get in there. We have, by the way, the most content, the most content of any libertarian podcast that you will ever hear. And, you know, I, I would say at this point between everything that I'm doing, between what Mark and Odie are, are contributing in the back, we probably have, I'm going to guess 200 hours easily of bonus content sitting there. It's really just, 
it's a whole nother world. So get on in there. Lionsliberty.com forward slash Patreon. And, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Patreon.com forward slash Liberty. And um, you can watch our live podcast as well. We're going to be recording the naughty and nice episode uh, for John's Finding Freedom show. It's going to be funny. We judge who's naughty and who's been nice. We're pre-recording that, but it's going to be live tonight. So get on in there. And of course, if you join at a higher level, like $100 a month, you actually can produce your own show. Tell us what you want. I'm sorry, $50 a month. You could get in and produce your own show uh, and tell us what you want to do. $100, you get even more. So check it out, guys. Please do. Support us. Help us grow in the new year. And uh, oh, and don't forget about Do Nothing man got a christmas episode of do nothing man coming up for you all right popping back into it let's talk about the uh well let's just talk real quick about juicy smollett uh aka jesse smollett so naturally jesse smollett is well known for not his work on empire anywhere near as much as the hate crime hoax that he had tried to pull off saying that he was beat up by two maga hat wearing guys in that very trump friendly area of uh, you know downtown chicago and they tied a noose around his neck made of some thin little rope and they beat him up and all this other shit and called him names. Now, this was proven to be complete bullshit and a total hoax. And pretty much the media yawned just after they built this guy up and said that he was the modern deal. Kamala Harris. This is a modern day lynching. It's modern day bullshit is what it was. But they built this up. The mainstream media ran with this. There was unapologetic cries of racism saying, oh, my God, they can't believe the state of this. We have to blame Donald Trump for Donald Trump is causing all of this hate towards black people, even though black people voted for Donald Trump twice as much as any other Republican candidate. Don't don't tell anybody. But there was no mea culpas from the mainstream media. There were no apologies. There was uh, virtually a peep about Jesse Smollett being convicted on five different crimes of five different crimes. I'm sorry, six felony counts. Six felony counts. I'm sorry, my dogs. <laughs> I had to pause it. My dogs loudly storing in the background so loud that I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Um, but the most beautiful thing about this is that people like the Black Lives Matter, uh, like Dr. Melinda Abdullah, director of, of uh, BLM Grassroots and co-founder of BLM Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, right here in LA, this shows you the level of intellect we're working with. She has said that that um, we can never believe police, quote, in our commitment to abolition, right? She's saying we're abolitionists. In our commitment to abolition, we can never believe police, especially the Chicago Police Department, over Jussie Smollett, a black man who has been courageously present, visible, and vocal in the struggle for black freedom. Yeah. When you have people coming out and saying that we can't believe the police, and look, I I have very much uh, sympathy for not believing the police. I think the police uh, do lie often. I think they hide evidence often. I mean, look at Kamala Harris, right? She was king of the cops and naturally denied people their freedom, held without evidence, denied people, uh, you know, God, it was something else she did too. Oh, of course, threatened parents with jail time because their kids weren't going to school and God forbid, you know, a single mother at home. How is she even going to know? But Kamala Harris will threaten with jail time. But these are, you know, the police departments, we know how corrupt many are. We know how uh, they protect their own. We know about the internal investigations that always seem to find that no harm was done. Or they decide that, well, yeah, some harm was done, but we're still going to pay this guy out for the rest of his life. And he can just retire early and, you know, fade off into the, the sunset. So I understand. I understand that statement. But at the same time, to push this, to say that Jussie Smollett, Smollett was 
a courageous man out fighting for the face of black freedom and all this other bullshit when he went out and perpetrated a hoax, which, by the way, doesn't help black freedom. It doesn't help or it's not a courageous act to make up some shit out of clean blue air and say that you were attacked and you maggot people did it. You're not helping your cause. All you're doing is stoking racial division. All you're doing is when this is exposed and you've seen how many of these things have been exposed, all it does is make people go, oh, well, you're crying wolf every time they hear anything like this now. Anytime real violence occurs now, they're going to say, well, I, I can't believe that. It sounds like a bunch of bullshit. It sounds like I'm being smolletted again. It doesn't help you. In fact, it probably makes people that are already on the fence on whether or not they want to be racist or they feel racist or they have any ill intentions or inclinations as far as how they feel about black people. I'm sure this goes a long way to cementing them on the side of, you know, I don't really like these black people too much because they seem to make up fucking hate crimes and then go on mainstream media and cry about it. It's not helpful to your cause. And it's not helpful for this woman to try to prop him up as some sort of a new wave of hero for going out and making this shit up and causing millions in, in taxpayer money, going through trials, going through investigations, going through you know public relations crises, when this is based in nothing. When it's based in hysteria, which also, having hysteria whipped up in the black community is not helping either. Making an adversarial relationship, even if it's justified in some cases, between the police and black America is not going to lead to less violence. It's not going to lead to less interest. It's not going to lead to better outcomes. It's going to lead to worse outcomes. When you have an adversarial relationship with people that are armed, and maybe the guys in the car are armed, maybe the cops are armed, you know the cops are armed. You are definitely ratcheting up your ability, ratcheting up that percentile of whether or not you're going to get fucking shot. And this is not a courageous act that's going to help lower that percentage. This is going to make it worse. This makes people even more suspicious, even more defensive, or even more, uh, you know, full of anger and energy and God, I can't remember, and adrenaline whenever they're at a police stop. And it's going to encourage and probably lead to more violence. Oh, other thing I want to talk about while we're talking about uh, racism and organizations that love to call people racist, the Southern Poverty Law Center, famed Southern Poverty Law Center for making up bullshit. You know, typically uh, the people that end up on their hate list, yeah, maybe 3% of them are actual racists or hate mongers. And a good 97% of them are simply people that the progressive left wing uh, ideology doesn't find to be palatable. And our good buddy Michael Bolden on that list because somehow fighting for people's liberties, fighting people's rights, and uh, the 10th Amendment is something that is hate-filled, right? Because that's the way, that's the, that's the level these people are on. So they just released a report, which is pretty fucking funny. And this report is about how Bitcoin has been adopted by white extremists, right? And alt-writers and how this is somehow an evil thing. And naturally, guys, remember, remember the Southern Poverty Law Center, does not exist to actually combat hate and racism. Is It exists as a smear campaign for leftists and for the state to go after people that they don't like. So this follows suit that, of course, they're going to go after Bitcoin because the state doesn't like Bitcoin and they are basically a tool of the state. So they're sicking them on the Bitcoins and they're saying that the great white fear, which they've been stoking, which the Biden administration has been playing up, as have all the progressives, right? That the alt-right has to be feared that white nationalism is somehow on the rise, even though Again, just like Omicron, just like COVID in general, you can look around and see that this is horseshit. This is fucking horseshit. White nationalism is not on the rise. No, there's no, no fucking danger of white lynch mobs going out there into the streets. It's simply not a thing. 
But we're being told that Bitcoin and alt currencies are being adopted by all these extremists, right? They use Stefan Molyneux as, a, as an example of how Stefan Molyneux is able to uh, get all his money through Bitcoin donations and how he has $3 million in Bitcoin now. Oh my God, you know. Now, number one, hey, Southern Poverty Law Center, you know, you're inadvertently pointing out these white supremacists really on the ball forefront of uh, money. Good job, white supremacists getting in. Getting in on this Bitcoin craze, getting in on this altcoin craze early. Well done. Thanks for putting that together, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, and pointing that out. But what they neglect to point out is that naturally these people are going to be early adopters of alt currencies because they have been deplatformed. I'm getting a weird buzz on my fucking, it's like a metallic buzz. It's really strange. We're going to put my cup over here. I think it's my cup interacting. It's because they've been deplatformed from their banking. They're not allowed to bank anymore. If you're accused of being a hate group, right? Your bank cuts off your ability to take funds in. They take off, you know, they cut off your stripe. Even Donald Trump was denied banking. Who was it? Chase cut him off, right? Or Citibank, one of the two. They cut off Donald Trump's ability to sell fucking hats. He's the president of the goddamn United States and he can't sell hats. So yeah. They're going to go and go into all currencies. They're going to explore those options because they don't have any other options. So maybe there isn't touting. Maybe these guys aren't the financial geniuses that the Southern Poverty Law Center has made them out to be. Maybe it's just that they don't have other options. So they had to go that way. But because of everything that's happened, because of state overreach, because of censorship, because of threats to the money supply, rampant inflation, because of threats of authoritarian control over websites, over ways in which you can make money and, and support yourself and your family. Well, yeah, they're going to adopt these alt currencies. And that's the point of the alt currencies. Southern Poverty Law Center. Maybe you don't realize that, but it's a good thing for everybody. It's a good thing for literally every single person on the face of the earth. Look what's happening with black communities over in Africa. Look at all these other nations that have adopted all currencies are actually making out pretty well with it, especially when they have currencies that are being completely ravaged by their domestic dictators, by their warlords, by whoever's in charge there. Alt currencies provide them with an alternative that actually keeps its value. But make sure that you try to paint it as that only alt-writers and white supremacists are downloaded, as if the majority of anyone with a little bit of money has some fucking crypto in their portfolio by now. But no, remember, guys, only white supremacists. Fucking stupid. Oh, speaking of fucking stupid, I mentioned this in the headline, but J.K. Rowling, once again... She's going to get a lot more buildings that are going to be taken away from her. No more names on that. We're going to have to paint Hogwarts in some sort of, uh, you know, LBGTQ uh, rainbow at the Universal Studios because she's in trouble again. What's she in trouble for, you might ask? Oh, the very simple statement that men who have raped women with their dicks, these are dicked men, these are be-dicked, they are dicking the halls with balls full of semen, these are bedicked men who have raped women in the UK. But now there is a report out that is uh, that the UK, in the UK, men that identify as women who have, yes, raped women with their penises are not going to be listed as men if they don't want to be. If they identify as a woman, even though they're a rapist, even though they're convicted, they will be listed as women. So what J.K. Rowling tweeted out is this. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. 
The penis individual who raped you is a woman. I like it. She's drawing on Orwell. I love that. I'm a big fan of J.K. Rowling. Joe. Love the movies. I, I like what she's doing lately. And this is from, you know, uh, the initial article she's responding to is from the Times and says that there is an absurdity of police logging rapists as women. And again, this comes from, as I mentioned, police being criticized for saying they will record rapes by offenders with male genitalia as being committed by a woman if the attacker, quote, identifies as a female, unquote. So why would everybody not identify as a woman, right? If you're going to be out there raping, if you're convicted of rape, go ahead, identify as a woman. Number one, it might get you out of some different uh, ways in which people can find out about it. Number two, if you get sentenced, now you're a woman, and this has happened in prisons. There was a report out recently about the number of rapes in prisons, women's prisons, by males in those prisons who had identified as women and now go in. And then there was, guess what? A whole bunch of pregnancies. Weird, right? With all these women in there, how do you get people pregnant? Well, turns out that not only can men have babies, but women with penises can get people pregnant. So there you go. Ipso facto. So naturally, everybody that's into rape is probably going to say that they're a woman so they can go on, keep on raping in the women's prison once they get arrested. It's just, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is just mad as the level. I, like, I lean into it. I like it because, you know, and this, there was an argument, again, to, to talk about Mark's show where Cornet, Corbett was, was arguing that you could essentially, you, essentially you want to hit bottom, right? Because what you want to do is get to a point where people go, this is so crazy that there's nothing else for us to do but to hit rock bottom and bounce back, right? It's kind of like the, uh, the fight club thing. When you've lost everything, you're free to do anything type of ideal, right? For libertarian society, society and thinking. And while I don't think that's necessarily true for, uh, for the state of the country altogether, I think when it comes to culture, we should try to accelerate cancel culture. We should try to accelerate this concept that is so absurd that every person that sees it with the very few exceptions, with the 3% of progressives, trans, you know, trans migrated people that have trans brains that have somehow their brains are not only their bodies trans, but their brains have been transmogrified into something that doesn't resemble a brain anymore. Argue that this is a good policy. Argue that this makes sense on any level whatsoever and is a net good for culture, for crime, for women, for women's rights, for children. It's so patently absurd that it helps us immensely and we should cheer it on and say, go for it guys, because it's one of those things where they make the argument for us without us even having to do anything. And that is going to be highly effective because that can get around people's defenses, right? Just because we say it, if we say this is ridiculous, People out there are going to go, well, just because you say it's ridiculous, I'm going to say that it's completely sensical because you are somebody in the freedom space and I think you're probably alt-right and even though you don't know it and this is clearly a conduit and you're a white extremist and I can't listen to you. But if you simply leave it alone and you just let this absurdity play out and you let these rapists say that they're women and going on and rape people even more, well, I think that people are just going to figure it out. So good job, JK. And... Keep on keeping on, rest of you psychopaths. All right, last thing, uh, speaking of ridiculous, uh, Latinx. Yeah, Latinx, a term that is, again, nonsensical, means nothing to nobody, came out of the academics and the universities and was adopted by all these progressives that are trying way too fucking hard. Well, 
guess what? The largest Latin, uh, what do you call it? Like a Latin rights, uh, the League of United, um, the League of United Latin American Citizens, LULAC, the oldest Latino civil rights group in the United States, said that <laughs> Latinx is basically horseshit. The president, Domingo Garcia, told the group's communications team and its board to stop using the term in all communications. And he said that, quote, we probably put a stake in the heart of the Latinx movement. I think we're killing it. I don't have anything against people who want to use it and want to define themselves by it. But Lululac just decided that we need to move on with terms that are more inclusive and more in use by everyday Jose's and Maria's. <laughs> and of course, this is backed up. Recent polls that have come out show that Virtually nobody uses it that's Hispanic. Nobody in the Latin community uses it. They don't like it. They think it's insulting. They think it's pandering. And you know what? They're right. They're exactly right. It's fucking pandering shit that's being foisted upon them and being shamed into it. And all these people are saying that you have to adopt this term because of its inclusivity. And if you don't, then you're a horrible person. How is that tolerant? How is that inclusive? It's not. This is another one of those wonderful things, right? Latinx, God bless you. Look, kisses in the air again. Kisses in the air. Thank you, progressives, for fucking this shit up so badly it's coming back around again. Just like we're seeing with education and CRT, they're messing it up so badly. So badly. Just like de Blasio in New York messing things up so badly that I'm so white-pilled on this. We are going to win this. It's coming back around. The next generation sees it. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. What's well, the end of Scrooge? Got one of my favorite Christmas movies, right? Scrooge, like, oh, he's like, if I if I believe it, you can do it. Like, God, I can't remember the scene. I should, I, if I was smart, I would have pulled it up. Maybe I could do it in real time as I'm talking because I'm that, that talented uh, that I can type, I can talk, and I can hopefully pull up a clip in time. Oh, I think I got it. Here we go. Oh, two minutes. All right, we can do this. I'm going to play you guys Bill Murray's speech. From Scrooged, and that'll uh oh on Facebook. Get the fuck out of here. Maybe I won't. It has to be in a very specific for me to share this, guys. I think I can do it though. I'll play this for you, even though it's not Christmas yet, but it makes me uh it makes me happy. It, it encourages the spirit I want in all of you as we go into the new year, right? The spirit in which we need to finish this year out, knowing and feeling just how insane these people are, and that yes, we are in fact going to be okay, that we're gonna be able to do these things, that these people have pushed too far, that they are broke broken husks and that the American population has in fact woken up. Here you go. Let me play this for you right now. Then the, the goddamn volume's not playing. Why? Why? Uh, do you do you hate me, Facebook? Okay, here we go. I got to figure it out. It's because for some reason, Facebook's volume is all they're trying. This is a great way to end the show. You know, I have a great idea and then you can't get it to uh, to go through. And now it's just going to be a huge fucking letdown, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Here, let's try this one more time. What the fuck? I swear to God, I, I I give up. I give up. Fuck this. Every literally every time I try to play that, Facebook would not play with the volume on. Then when I go back to my volume, it would play, like you just heard on the microphone probably. And then I'd go back and say, okay, play it through the fucking thing. Play it through Streamyard, please. And it would mute itself. Fuck it. Screw you, Facebook. 
See, Facebook knows I'm talking about him. All right, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, what a horrible way to end the show. But, you know, here's a good way to end the show. We talked about burning daylight, our buddy Matt McKinley over there. Cowboy, liberty, freedom, riding horses, telling stories, drinking whiskey. Good stuff. Burning with a apostrophe on the end, burning daylight. Otherwise, that's going to do it for me, guys. Brian McWilliams here in Electric Liberty Land. So goodbye from me. Goodbye from the Lions of Liberty. And remember, always stay plugged in to Liberty. I don't know why I keep doing that. It's weird. Anyway. <laughs>